Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast. I'm Kevin Acey, Padres beat writer for the Union Tribune. I am in New York. Jay Posner, sports editor of the Union Tribune. Jay, Padres dropped the uh, first one of this series yesterday. Matt Strom was really Matt Strom, except for the second inning. You can argue the first and the second inning was uh, not precise, so that was enough. Yankees have uh, you know just enough pop to beat you, and their bullpen is spectacular. It's real and it's spectacular. And it's what a city for you to bring that up in, uh, Kevin. But I, I, it's funny you mentioned that because I looked this morning to get some numbers, and Tommy Conley, or Aldis Chapman, Adam Ottavino, Zach Britton have pitched over ninety innings this season, and they've allowed eighteen runs with one hundred and twenty yep. strikeouts. They are just murdering teams late in games, and when the Padres couldn't do better against Chad Green and David Hale yesterday, that that was that was the end of it. I mean, there's just almost no chance to uh, to come back against that team. I mean, they had a couple of opportunities, but uh, but nothing developed. And uh, yeah, Strom in that second inning just looked like he was sort of you know nibbling around the strike zone, I guess, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's you know not like him, and it wasn't like him later, but. Uh, it cost him three runs, and uh, unfortunately for the Padres, that was all that it that it took to beat them yesterday. And uh, I, I, I do love that we at least you got to see one of my favorite things in all of sports, which is the cheap home run at Yankee Stadium. There's just nothing like it in sports when somebody hits a pop up and it goes over that that cheap wall in right field for like 350 feet. The only thing missing from Gary Sanchez's pop fly home run yesterday was Jeffrey Mayer. Hanging over the wall to uh, to to, wow. to to grab it, but uh, um, that that's always a, a great thing about it. every Yankee Stadium has this cheap porch, and uh, the left field one doesn't seem to come into play as much as the right field one does. Yeah, <clears throat> and that doesn't work out well for even though the, uh, Gary Sanchez is opposite field. It doesn't work out well for the Padres who uh, pull a lot to left field and don't have anyone really who's going to pull the ball to right field. So hey. Yeah, and That's don't have anybody going. really that goes the other way that close to the right. line either on that uh, yep. from a from a right-handed standpoint. So it's right. uh, uh, yeah, it doesn't exactly um, play into their hands there. And it was interesting that they showed like, Hosmer came up late in the game, I think, against Chapman, and the outfield, the center fielder and left fielder were shifted way around, and he ended up pulling the ball, but he didn't hit it hard, and it went right to the right fielder. Uh, anyway, but. yeah. Do you know the Padres have? Do you know who has the Padres only pulled home run to right field? Uh, Greg Garcia. Greg Garcia. I was just going to say it's got to be Greg Garcia, Oppo. right? Yep, <laughs> Greg Garcia. I mean, uh, Eric Cosmer is Mister Oppo. So uh, anyway, yeah, that but, was. And if you, I mean, if you saw Brooke, that was the second shortest home run given up by a Padre, uh, three hundred and fifty-three feet. Um, and nine of the 70 home runs, 353 or shorter, have been hit at Yankee State. Right. Well, didn't Gardner's go 352 <laughs> or 353 also uh, yesterday? So, I'm, I mean, at least his was a legitimate ball that was hit well and, and right down the line. But, uh, yeah, it wasn't exactly a couple of 425-foot bombs that got them. There was, I mean, Frazier crushed his ball. Um, and obviously the Padres, they came in knowing this and like looking forward to it. They took advantage of another home run park in, in, in Toronto. So Yeah, I mean, uh, you know. we haven't talked since the weekend. I mean, that was an amazing show they put on over the week, especially Friday and Saturday, obviously. I think they hit 10 home runs in those two games, uh, including seven on on Saturday. Uh, and, and again, none of those were cheap either. I mean, most of those were just blasted. You know, I think the average was 390-something feet for those uh, – 
for those mm-hmm. home runs. 80, 86 meters, I think I figured out uh, on, uh, on Saturday. You did do the math. I did. I love I the, the meters. Um, but, uh, you know, the Yankees pose, a, of course, a huge test that the Blue Jays didn't. The Yankees are 35 and 18, and, and they've played a lot of bad teams lately. Uh, Baltimore, Kansas yeah. City, Seattle. Uh, but they're doing what you should do when you play bad teams, yeah. which is win every game against them. And that's mostly what they've done. And, and they have won. They did win four out of six against Tampa recently as well. And Tampa's very good. So the Yankees, I think, have won 17 of their last 21. So they're obviously playing great. They're an amazing story because all these guys are on the DL. Um, assuming that they play tonight, which uh, I guess it's raining and, and might rain most of the day. But Tanaka's pitching for the Yankees. He's been excellent. And then... Tomorrow in the afternoon, when Chris Paddock goes for the Padres, it looks like James Paxton could come off the injured list and face him. So the Padres are not going to get any breaks when it comes to uh, uh, pitching, facing pitch, good Yankee pitching. Uh, this is going to be a difficult couple days before they come home and play the Marlins. So, yes, indeed, the Marlins, and you gotta you gotta hope there that there's a you're speaking of uh, feasting on bad teams and that's what the Padres should be doing now but right. the, the challenge ahead here is, uh, is, is the Yankees um, you know in a league it, it's, gosh it's been it, it's been interesting now uh, with McNair Allen I think that we're going to see uh, Francisco Mejia soon I, I think you know, Austin Allen still has some work to do what, what have you what have you thought Jay about the uh, top uh, the second best catching prospect if you I guess if you count Francisco Mejia uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. Has he shown much of anything so it's far? Nothing. Absolutely. That was a, I, I know it's catching off guard with the question, but that's the point there. Okay, because you were you, – I was, I was yeah. thinking if I had missed something. I mean, I don't see every inning no, of, of every nothing. game, but when, I, but when I've seen him play, he came up the other day, yeah. and, I was, and I was even thinking, have we seen anything out of Austin no. Allen so far? And I guess, I guess he had a double the other day, which I missed. Um, but – and in no way am I writing him off. I'm no, just I know. Saying, you know. I know, and it's, it's, early. it's that's not the thing. happening right now. Right, it's not. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm eager to see Mejia uh, come back. I mean, uh-huh. the, the Padres are going to need a pitcher on Saturday, the way things stand Pretty right sure now. that's Nick Margavichus. Okay. So, so if he can, we look, Casey, we scheduled the Friday, uh, I believe, Nick Margavichus on Saturday. Okay, and then they can come back with Strom on, uh, um, yep. Strom on Sunday for a special three o'clock game uh, on marathon Sunday here in San Diego. So uh, don't, don't show up too early for that one, Kevin. Uh, well, you know, I know uh, that, and it's, it's actually one of my, my favorites. And, and I, and I mean this seriously, because by the time that I am cruising uh, the 163, you know, going down the hill, right. Just about to get on the five South there. I am passing the closed portion, the northbound of the 163, where the people that are taking five and six hours to finish the marathon. <laughs> right. And it truly is inspirational at that point. You're mm-hmm. like, go! Oh, come on! <laughs> so I actually look forward to that. Because <laughs> that's as close as I will come to a marathon. Right, right. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we'll see Mark Gavich just back. I didn't know if it would be him or Logan Allen, but uh, if it's going to be Mark based on... I've heard it's Mark Gavitt's, and it could be based on as much as anything, the fact that he pitched on Friday, um, and, and uh, they, they, you know, he's been up here, and it's like, okay, we're going to manipulate him. Whereas they, I think they've manipulated Logan Allen, who's basically on the same day in terms of you know, getting the four days rest. But I think that they're, they're planning on a Logan Allen call-up sometime in June and uh, believe that Mark Gavitt's is the better guy to bring up now. Right. Okay. Well, we'll see. Uh, 
we'll see that. And uh, I, I know uh, Jeff Sanders saw him pitch a couple innings in Amarillo over the weekend. Jeff was down there gathering a couple stories. We'll have the first one of those online either today or tomorrow. So uh, everyone can look forward to uh, seeing what Jeff came up with uh, down in Amarillo. I know one uh, one story we had planned on was uh, Andres Munoz. And, of course, he got called up like three days before uh, Jeff arrived. So we'll have to... Uh, We'll have to try to catch him in El Paso uh, at some point. Or he could come up here before we even get to El Paso, right? So uh, you may end up doing uh, you may end up doing that story uh, as well. Um, anything to worry about with Paddock, or do you think that this is all on the up and up with the uh, with the neck, and that we'll see him tomorrow? They've been so upfront about you know resting him and and the way the circumstances came down. I believe that this is it's a you know well we can't trust anything with injuries right um, both by subterfuge and you know maybe some deceit but mostly just like you know gamesmanship. You don't give away a lot with injuries, but we can't trust anything you know word word for word. But I just think this is exactly how it happened. He slept wrong, and they decided, hey, you know what, we're going to keep uh, Strom and 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 uh, Lauer on. Where, where we have them and give this guy an extra couple of days rest. It's just easier with Chris Paddock to say, okay, we're going to shut him down. We're not going to try to, hey, are you going to be okay this day or this day? Nope, we're going to, you know, add a couple of days. I just think they've been so upfront. Robbie Irwin didn't know he was starting till Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. I, I actually take them, and believe me, I'm gun shy as heck now about his <laughs> with this team. Um, but uh, uh, I take them at their word on, on this Chris Paddock thing. Uh, and my last thing is, I think that there have been some troubling signs with the bullpen. Right. No, there, there's no question. I mean, that, it kind of showed up the other day on, on Sunday with the bullpen game, which didn't go very well. It was it was kind of funny to see Robbie Erlin treat it like an actual bullpen appearance. Yes. You know, warming mm-hmm. up in the top of the first, and then the gate opened for him to uh, to come out there in the bottom of the first. Um but, you know, Perdomo was not good uh, that day. Whistler gave up a couple home runs. So uh, that, wasn't, uh, that wasn't great. And then, the, you know, the Yankees did a bullpen game yesterday. You know, and I saw some people critical of the Padres for doing a bullpen game. Look, they did a lot of bullpen games last year that worked out great. Um, the bullpen this time pitched crappy, so it looked like a crappy move. But the Yankees did a bullpen game yesterday, and it worked out great because you know why? Because their pitchers pitch well. Um, so, you know, like most things in baseball, it comes down to how are the players performing and the bullpen on Sunday didn't perform well. It doesn't mean they can't do bullpen games later in the season. And, you know, I'm sure we'll see some of them, even with a guy like when Denelson Lamette comes back, um, you know, I mean, he's not going to throw more than four or five innings. I wouldn't think in, uh, in too many starts. So, you know, those are almost bullpen games and. Uh, you know, bullpen games come down to the bullpen. Is your bullpen is are the guys going to pitch well, or are they going to are they going to stink? And on Sunday, the you know the Padres mostly stunk. So uh, it, it doesn't mean it was a doesn't mean it's the wrong move. It just didn't it just didn't work out in this particular case. Like I said, the Yankees did the same thing yesterday and and allowed two runs and won the game. So Kevin, I know you have a train to catch. Got to get out to the Bronx. Looking forward to it. It actually is. Uh, it actually is a very nice ballpark, and uh, they've uh, the area around it. You know, is, is very nice. And it's just not old Yankee Stadium, if I could just say that. Okay, well, you're allowed to say that. I was at the uh, well, the old one, not the old old Yankee Stadium. I think we're both right. a little too young for that. But um, the uh, uh, the old Yankee Stadium. I did get there a couple times, and uh, 
and enjoyed it. And just, you, there's just that sense of history there uh, that's probably missing a little bit from uh, from this one. But it did look like a great yeah, atmosphere is, yesterday with a full house. And uh, it's neat. It is. Yeah. It is. It is. It's still neat seeing games day. there. Uh, like I said, I think today I'll be waiting out some, some thunderstorms, as they call them here. Right, right. All right. Well, we'll look forward to uh, whatever whatever happens the next couple of days, and then we'll have having you back in town, and we'll uh, we'll talk again on Friday. Thanks, everybody.